So did you do? Did you do na 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 na? Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I did not. That's not. That's not the show. No. What is that? I feel like there's a one, two, three in there somehow. I mean, there has to be more to that song than that. How come the two of us only remember that part? Na 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 na. Are you What are you? Are you googling na 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 na? You're not gonna find anything. I'm Googling six Nas. <laughs> for those of you joining us for the very first time, this is Icon or Wycon, the show where we break down your favorite film universes one flick at a time. I am here, as always, with the vulture to my scrap metal. The one, the only, the man, the myth, the legend, Mr. CJ LaRose. CJ, how are you feeling? I'm good. I'm good. I'm very happy to be the Birdman tonight and not <laughs> the scrap metal. Uh, I feel good. Let's just get this out of the way, folks. We're sorry for last week. Yeah. Maya Culpatis. Is that how you say that? No, it's Maya Culpa. Yeah. It's our bad. Sorry so much. Yeah, but, yeah. but the past is the past. The bygones are now bygone. Yeah. And we move on. Yeah. And I'm ready to be in the present and in this moment with you and with all 19 of our listeners. Yeah. And, and you're in Durham, North Carolina this evening. I'm in Durham, North Carolina. Yeah. yeah. I thought you looked like you had less teeth. That's really not nice. <laughs> that is very, very not nice. And I... That does not represent the feelings of me. Or, <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, the views expressed <laughs> in this episode do not necessarily reflect those of Andrew David Sotomayor. Yeah, that's fucked up, man. You can't say that. Durham is lovely. It's a lovely city. I had Absolutely, a great yes. breakfast. I had a great lunch. I love the being in the South. The cities in the South are good. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I took a pot shot at the South. Uh, not fair. I just, I just, I hit the wrong, the wrong spot. <laughs> I hit the wrong spot. Why don't you tell the people what movie we are discussing this evening? Because it's a doozy. Right. So tonight we continue on in the LaRorder. We continue our journey through the MCU. And if you listen to the last episode, you know what movie it is. But if not, welcome back. Tonight we are discussing Peter Parker's Day Off. It kind of is Peter Parker's Day Off, quite honestly. Yeah. It 100%. kind of is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's not the title of the film. No, no. Tonight's movie is 16 Web Shooters. Disgusting. No, no, you're absolutely right. Tonight's film that we will be discussing is The Midtown High Club. I This is the longest you've ever dragged out the fake titles bit. I, I have to say. This is like, you. This I, this feels like 34 fake titles at this point. All right. Tonight's film is Spider-Man Homecoming. Tis. Yes. Tonight, Peter Parker makes his first appearance. Peter Parker's first appearance in the MCU. Technically his second appearance. Well, yeah, sure. It's his it's his fil- solo film, though, it's right? his first solo film, yeah. This, yeah. Uh, a, a major deal is brokered to get him in this film. Which leads me to my first problem with the film. Well, what fucking you. day is it? What day is it? What year is it? I I want to talk about that, too, because I've I've... I've rationalized, I've rationalized it, I think. I think I've rationalized it. You don't have to. It was a mistake. They admitted it. 
I'm not sure it was a mistake. No, the studio came out and said it was a mistake. They admitted I it. I don't think they did. Okay, well, let's hear what. Let's hear your theory. All right. So my theory is that the eight-year time jump puts them in 2020. It puts them in the future. Okay. Technically, in the future. Yes, because we know through the flashback at the beginning of Iron Man 3 that that takes place in 2012. Yeah. There's a calendar in Thor The Dark World that says 2013, mm. which places the events of Civil War in 2016. Mm-hmm. And this can't be 2020 because the events of the Avengers took place in 2012. I think this movie takes place in 2020 to accelerate the timeline so we land in 2020 with the next chapter of the movies oh yeah but it doesn't make any sense because the events of civil war took place in 2016 yeah yeah it doesn't make sense but i understand (laughs) why they did it i think they did it because they wanted people to understand what the timeline jump which is what they said yeah yeah but it doesn't make any sense and it's annoying. But I do like that we pick up right where the Avengers was leaving off, so to speak. Right. <laughs> Except for that three-year invisible gap. But well, you're talking about I'm talking about the beginning of the film where we first meet Tombs. Oh, yes, yes, yes. The very beginning. Right. Um, I, I have to say, I, I want to give a little praise report about this movie because I thought it was very is the word I'm looking for prescient. Prescient? Prescient. I think that's is that P R E C S P P R E P R E C I E N T? No, there's an S. There's an it's S. P R E I. Yes, yeah, P R I E. Excuse me. No, P R E S C I E N T. Having or showing knowledge of events before they take place. Yes. That that describes Spidey senses. Does. Okay. Continue. The whole MacGuffin being that like Tombs is being put out of business. Mm-hmm. This is something in 2017 that like as that presidential cycle continues is going to be a huge problem. People going out of business. Well, and people like feeling some type of a way about going out of business. Sure. And I think it's fascinating that like if you look at from 2017 clear through 2020, the whole MacGuffin of being desperate because you've been put out of business gains more and more relevance as time goes on. And I think Mm -hmm. it's really interesting that this is, this movie is sort of like at the start of that conversation and before it gets way, way worse. And the MacGuffin of the villain is that he's being put out of business from Stark's company. And then he uses the scraps that he can and becomes a supervillain. I think that's interesting. He uses uses a box of scraps. (laughs) I do love all the, um, repurpose tech mm-hmm. in the film yeah it's cool yeah i like the fact that tombs and peter parker are sort of on like the outskirts of the mcu right i love the small scale of the film um but yeah no you're absolutely right that we've got the uh the the damage control unit coming in now we were gonna have a spinoff series here and that's why like huge star sorry she's a huge star Ta- uh uh i almost said Taya leona no, not her. 100% not her name. Um, oh, my God. Why am I blanking on this fabulous woman's name? She used to, she was on Cagney and Lacey. Tyne Daly. Mm-hmm. Also a big Broadway star, Tyne Daly. She's a legend. 
get get your uh, scorecards out. Yeah, she's like, uh, yeah. So that's why she's like head of the damage controls because they were going to have a spinoff. And then the they ABC, just didn't do it. And then it just didn't happen. Yeah. Fascinating. So another thing that I like about this movie is that uh, they don't feel the need to give Peter an origin story. No, I love it. And as much homage as they pay to the, you know, other movies that came before, I love that they don't do that. He's just a kid. Yeah. Like he just wants to go home and play with his toys. And and something happened and he has these powers. Yep. Now, somewhat inexplicably, Stark recruited him to help in war with Berlin. Yeah, well, I mean, because of the YouTube videos of the kid jumping around New York City. Yeah, but why That's did he why. recruit him? That's child endangerment. Well, child endangerment, and also, which leads me to my next problem with this film. So here we are after the events of Civil War, where Tony Stark is, like, worried about, you know, superheroes and making sure that everybody acts responsibly. But yet he just gives him the suit and has, like, a fucking instant kill button. And then just ignores him. Yeah, just lets him be. You know, he was reading the text because he knew that Peter quit band practice. Yeah. But he just, like, was kind of ignoring him. You know, not not unlike what uh, Nate the Great perceived Ted Lasso to be doing. Spoiler alert. Still haven't seen that show. I don't understand. Tina, I work a lot. for a fucking soccer team. I know, and a lot of the people on the tour are like, you'll, you'll love it, you'll love it. I'm like, yeah, yeah, cool, cool, cool. No, you'll love it. Yeah. You'll laugh, you'll cry. Dare I say... It's better than cats. CJ, there's a lot of things that are better than cats. There's nothing better than cats. I'm not IMO. even, I'm, I'm not, I'm not doing IMO. it. I'm so tired. IMO. Can't do IMO. it. IMO. 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 Stop it. Um, H2O. How do you feel about Ned CO2. finding out so quickly? <laughs> well, I love why Ned found out so quickly is because mm-hmm. Peter was obsessed with Liz and he didn't hear Ned saying that he was coming over the death to do the Death Star. Mm-hmm. This is the moment where I love the fact that Disney owns Star Wars and Marvel because we can have Star Wars and Marvel in the same thing, in the same movie. And I love that Ned finds out so quickly because he kind of becomes the guy in the chair. Yeah, it's very cool. Sidekick. It's not, I don't like Peter going through this film alone. I will say that this character of Ned is much more reminiscent of Miles Morales' buddy in the comics. That was intentional. Yeah. No, I love it. It's great. That was that was intentional, and um, because it's a good sidekick type, and they just he doesn't have yeah. a last name in this movie, and then in the second one they're like it's Ned Leeds, it's fine. Yeah, we just no, did it's that. fantastic. I love that. I love that Ned finds out, and I love that Ned again is sort of like the the bridge, right? Like he's the origin story. Yeah. Can you can you spit venom? Can you summon an army of spiders? Yeah. Sit and shoot your webs off that Tobey Maguire did. All the stuff that yeah yeah. No, it's it's really it's really great. It's such a well constructed film, and you know, not having that origin story, not being bogged down with the origin story, we get to know the character. We get to meet the character, all the characters, really. Yeah. Um, and I, I just love it's like it's just like every awkward thing that we ever felt in high school is up there on the screen. Totally, and you know what they didn't do? They didn't lead with a with a love interest that we know, right? There's, it's not an MJ. It's not a Gwen. It's this character, Liz. Well, Liz actually predates both of those characters in the comics as Peter's oh, first love interest. But she is not, she doesn't have the notoriety that Gwen. She's and, not a plus Peter yeah. Parker girlfriend. Yeah, no, 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 no. We know MJ and we know Gwen. Yeah. Like, yeah, and they gave us. He has said that this, this version of uh, MJ played 
spectacularly by Zendaya uh, is not necessarily Mary Jane Watson. No, it's a different MJ. Yeah. Yeah. Different MJ. She's amazing. Sure. It's Zendaya. Yeah. Oh, she's great. It's Zendaya. Yeah. You say Zendaya and I say, I say Zendaya. Zendaya. This Her is terrible. Her name is Zendaya. <laughs> I should not say Zendaya. No. Zendaya. Zendaya. Okay, I said Zendaya. Let's just stop. What are you on about tonight? What's <laughs> happening? <laughs> like, what is I'm going on? To not, I'm trying to not latch on to your energy because you're very sleepy. It's very what? late where you are. And so I'm just trying to be crazy. Are you accusing me of my energy being sleepy? I think if you played back what you said already in this episode, you would know that you said I'm tired. Oh, well, but no, but uh, no, that's ah, just. Oh, come on! Ah, Why are we fighting? Ah, Why are we fighting? Are we fighting? Kind of fighting. <laughs> <laughs> well, then I forgive you. <laughs> oh my god! I quit. I'm out. And that was the night that I caught a Y con. Man. And that was the last episode. Spider Man. Three quarters of the way through the loop. <laughs> Are we three quarters already? It feels like it. Jesus, we've been doing yeah. this for months. Uh, well, I told you that this was going to happen, and you insisted. Yeah. You insisted, CJ. I did. No, I'm you did. A blast. No, it's I'm fun. It's fun. Anyway, what, back what to the movie. I digress. What else do you want to know? So. What's great about this movie, beyond his Ned, beyond the portrayal of MJ, beyond Liz and his fixation with Liz being such an important part of the story, I think the action sequences are excellent. No, they're tight. They're tight. I mean, you know, never mind the fact that, like, do you remember the trailer for this film Mm -hmm. with Iron Man and Spidey, like, flying side by side and, like, how we never got that? Yeah. Um, I know I love, I would have loved to have seen that, but no, to your point, the bank robbery scene is fucking excellent all the way down to saving the bodega cat, which is the number <laughs> one rule of screenwriting. You got to save the bodega cat? You got to save a cat. You got to save yeah. a cat. It's like a thing. Um, and the, uh, the fairy is great. The, the, the first sort of, um, you know, romping through, um, um, the the suburbs and again there's like the, the license plates in this film like during that scene he like uh trapes over a car and it's asm you know number 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 and that's amazing spider-man whatever number it is like mm-hmm. when peter is like traipsing through the suburbs no there's so many uh, like nice little easter eggs oh my god no this movie is like full of comic book easter eggs as well it should be i think the fairy in half situation is quite possibly one of the most magnificent things i've ever seen no, it's great. I wish that Peter solved the problem and like Iron Man didn't need to do it. No, but he had to. I know I understand. You know, he had to. Yeah. Cause that's no, like I understand. because and, and up until that point, there had been nothing that spectacular. Do you know what I mean? Like he yeah. and he was really in trouble, and a lot of people were going to die. Yeah. Like the no, elevator rescue was cool. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Oh my God, the elevator rescue when they teased the upside down. Well, they gave you the amazing Spider-Man Gwen Stacy, you know, saving the lover in the shaft. Can I say that on the air? But then they tricked you thinking you were going to get an upside down kiss from Jennifer. Mm. Jennifer Connelly as Karen. She's Paul Bettany's wife. And now she's playing Jarvis too as Karen. Before Karens were Karen. Before Karens were Karen. Also, Jennifer Connelly famously already in a comic book movie. 
Yeah, she was Betty Ross. She was the original Betty Ross. And Lee's Hulk. Yeah, weird movie. Yeah, very, very, very weird. So the fair situation happens, and then Peter, like, but Peter's, like, punished, right? Well, yeah, it goes back to Cap and Tony's argument in The Avengers. Which which is weird. the suit. Which is weird because Tony set all this in motion, low-key. Yeah, no, that's we'll get to that later with, with okay. being like one of the, the issues that I have with the film. Um, but if he says if you're nothing without the suit, shouldn't have the suit, you know, and then we get like a whole other movie happens. Yeah. The tonal shift is is very it's jarring, but it's like jarring in a good way. Would you call it a stark tonal shift? <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, that was, just, that was you just CJ'd all just, over this episode. I did. I CJ'd all over this episode because you said I was sleepy. Well, I never said you were sleepy. You, you I said you had a sleepy energy. Why you, are we back to this? I've already forgiven you. Oh my god. All right, all right. So I have an important question for you. Ladies and gentlemen, an important question. Were you now I, I know this is a rewatch. But like when go back to when you first saw this movie, just like if you will. Okay. Did you or were you were you surprised that Toombs was Liz's dad? Yes. I was. It was a good reveal. <laughs> it was it a was really good. satisfying reveal. Yeah, no, it was very yeah. satisfying. I remember being like, oh no. <laughs> yeah, no, I thought it, I thought it was a great flip of the script. Yeah, um, because you weren't you knew that there was a villain, and you knew that there was. A, I mean, look, okay, stop for one second. I just want to to the great Michael Keaton. A return to comic book movies when he first lifts Peter up and he takes him up in the moon and the bat signal. I mean, come on is there nothing is there anything that this man can't do michael keaton's amazing and somehow managed to stay out of drama oh yeah you know what i mean just like was able to age and be a good actor take a long time off come back in an academy award nominated film with birdman like he's amazing on his tombstone should read michael keaton the man showed up for work yeah also Still so handsome. Oh yeah, no, great Gorgeous. looking dude. Yeah, but no, I love when Peter's in the house and he's fucking nervous as shit. And we've got the knife moment. Remember with the Green Goblin in the first oh. movie, he's holding the knife. We got the little callback to the knife. Then they're in the car, and Tombs realizes it, and the light goes from red to green. Holy shit! I'm scared. I'm nervous. I'm shitting my pants. What's gonna happen? It's stressful. It's very very it's stressful. stressful. Yeah. No, it's very stressful in a great way. It's 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 a really great bit of screenwriting for him to be the villain. And the it dad. is. Additionally, it's it represents a moment of progress with villain and hero, because that final fight is unlike anything we've really encountered thus far in the MCU. Well, we've got two self-made heroes. Yeah, it's really you know interesting. It's the first time in the MCU that that the hero is not 
uh, a billionaire is not a fucking god. Super soldier, a god. A super soldier is not royalty. You know what I mean? This is like you and I. Yeah. If if something really fucking shitty, you sort of touched on it earlier, right? Like all the really shitty things that happen to people starting around this time. Yeah. Um, Well, not really starting around this time, but really being like a light being shown on it. Yeah. But he fucking figured it out. Eight years. Right. Yeah. Um, And then, yeah. And then all he, everything he does is is to, to protect his family. Yeah. You know, he like fucking vaporizes that guy because to protect his family, not because he's awful or evil. Right. Like he's, it's a little, it's gone to his head a little bit. He's like flying around in, you know, fucking. Because power like that Atari changes wings, but power like that changes you. It changes and would you. you say that with great power comes great comes great responsibility. responsibility? Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. And that's why I think it's so interesting that it's it's such a cool dynamic, Vulture versus uh, Peter Parker, and it's kind yeah. of dare I say, and ugh, I, I don't want to spoil my random bonus question, but like as far <laughs> as like Spidey and villains go, it's one of the best Spidey villain dynamics we've had on screen. On screen, never mind. Yeah, never mind the MCU, right? Like just the general. Just Spider-Man on screen, as far as the Spider-Man lore goes, it's a it's a worthy thing. Like a super young Spider-Man and a grown-up sort of damaged Vulture. Yeah. It's cool. It's interesting. It's very cool. It's and it's very, a great way. It's very interesting. It's a great way to differentiate this Spider-Man from what we've seen. Because what I find fascinating is this is our third Spider-Man in a very short period of time. Mm. And the thing is, we've also had just about as many Batmans in a very short period of time. And we're getting another one. And we're getting another one. Have you what seen that way? What universe is this Batman in? <sighs> Who fucking knows? DC, get it together. I know. And they brought what Michael. And they brought, <laughs> wait, and they brought Michael Keaton back for the Flash movie. Because they're oh doing a multiverse thing, too. <sighs> Who knows what's happening? And did you ever see a... Did you ever, I sent you this. I sent you this two years ago. I had to. That uh, <laughs> video is, how many Batman do we need? No? no. I've sent it to you. He's like, we already have a lot of Batman. I'm just trying to know what the cap is. How oh. <laughs> many Batman do we need? How many Batman do we need? I'm excited for that. Because yeah. I also am wondering that same thing. So many Batman, but I digress. There's lots of digressions in this episode. As usual. As usual. So, like, we've had a lot of Batman, and there's some Batman fatigue happening. Although, the trailer for Rob Pattinson's looks good. Can you move on, please? I'm, I am moving on. I'm connecting it. Jesus! So, what I'm connecting it to is the fact that, like, I was concerned about Peter Parker fatigue. Oh, yeah. No. Uh, Tom but, Holland. But, but this is a lovely is take. And he's perfect. a great Peter. And they, mm-hmm. they, they just shook it up enough to give me Peter. You know what I mean? They shook it up yeah. enough to give me a Peter Parker that I hadn't met yet. Because let's yeah. be real, Andrew Garfield's Peter Parker is very similar to some of guys Peter Parker. Oh, yeah. No, those movies could just be – they could be the same inner universe. The first movie is so close to the other first movie. I was so yeah. – I was like, why did you do almost exactly the same thing? Yeah. Anyway, I like it. I love Tom Holland's Peter Parker. I love that final fight. I love the – their whole dynamic and their interplay, um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, and then Tony kind of like says, all right, you've proven yourself. And you really feel like it's leading to him becoming a full-time Avenger, but. Yeah, no, but, but like, again, with the comics, right? Like the ultimate comics, 
when he leads Peter into the press conference and Peter reveals who he is. He's already given him the Iron Spider costume. Yeah. Uh, Peter is wearing, did you notice what shirt Peter's wearing? No. He's wearing the uh, Proton um, Are You Serious t-shirt that uh, Pepper wears in Iron Man 3. And then she shows up. How funny. Yeah. And and this is, yeah. And well, in this, it's a new stage in Pepper and Tony's relationship. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, and it's funny yeah. that they they uh, they kind of set up Tony being ready for marriage. Yeah, with a sort of get him having a paternal yes. identity yeah. crisis to Peter. I don't know why no. he's so he's so attached to Peter so quickly. He loves him. Yeah, because he sees a lot of himself. Yeah, yeah, and it's cool, and it's so funny that that dynamic is going to be such a huge part of Endgame later going forward. Yeah. yeah. Like they set up this dynamic. It also, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's just really fascinating how they did that, how they, how they made these two things connect to each other like that. Mm-hmm. And I feel like uh, it sort of inspired DC to like shift the Batman flash relationship to be something like that. Mm. you know in justice league okay yeah. yeah anyway we don't i always relate it back to those movies because i'm obsessed i don't need to yeah because you do like them i love them but it's fine <laughs> but it's fine it's fine it's fine it's fine it's fine yeah uh so peter's identity becomes a major part of the last 10 minutes of this movie and right and, what's and he that's gonna do? what's he what's he gonna do and that's fascinating because his identity also factors heavily into the next movie um and it's that so funny in. that he's in yeah, yeah. and it's just again seeing this movie now that i've seen past this movie is really really interesting what they set up and what they set out to do yeah and i can really appreciate this movie and the execution level and the world building Mm -hmm. knowing where it goes yeah mission accomplished yeah they really they, they thoughtfully incorporated a new version of peter parker into the mcu and i find it delightful i find it delightful yeah yeah yeah, Sony should just give him back. You know what I mean? I know. I mean, well, just, just let it let it let us have all the characters. Yeah. Stop. Stop hoarding them. Well, you know, now you that suck at it. Now that they're super you famous. Suck at it. Yeah. Now that yeah. they're super famous, I mean everybody wants a piece back now. Right. So I mean, what do you do? Anyway. Anyway. I love it. Should we uh we should take a break? Uh yeah, I mean, but before we do, I mean, I just do want to say out loud um, that the uh, incorporation of Miles Morales into the MCU with Aaron Davis, Donald Glover's character, you know, the Prowler, he's into the climbers. Uh, and then he says, my nephew lives in this neighborhood. There's a deleted scene where he says Miles Morales. Yeah. Miles Morales is the main character of Into the Spider-Verse, which I've watched. That Just whole to get that in there. That whole thing was leading. That whole thing was leading you to find. Okay, wait. I, uh, I mean, uh, and let's take a break. Ah, okay. You know, CJ, this is one of our pandemic traditions that I'm so glad we were super consistent with because I really am starting to see the results of all of our work on this podcast. It's pretty great. 
Now, where are you seeing results, Andrew? Like in your midsection, um, like in your your chest area. Where where are the results happening best for you? Because I could use some. Listen, my chest area is on fire, but really, it's because my heart is so full from all the engagement we've been getting on our social media. I mean, I'm talking oh, to I'm talking to people absolutely. on the Instagram. I'm talking to people on the Twitter, and I want to do more of it. The 18 listeners have really started to engage. Uh, we appreciate you. We see you. Uh, we're very excited to have you. Yeah, so I think that, Andrew, where can where can the people who may be 19, 20, 21, where can they find us? Listen, at Icon or Ycon, both on Twitter and Instagram. And we have gotten way more active than we ever were. So remember those 15 episodes where we kind of lied to you about communicating with us? They're, it's true now. We're actually there, and we want to hear from you. So I say go for it. Just do it. Yeah. Log on, log in, trip out. <laughs> back to the show. And we're back. We are. The break is over. Andrew and I discussed uh, quickly what worked and what didn't about uh, Into the Spider-Verse. So we did that. We did that thing. So that's done. Maybe we should do a side episode, like a bonus episode about it. Oh, I love a bonus episode. Yeah. I mean, let's but like on it. Yeah. But like, let's get through the rest of the MCU first, because we only have like 37 movies left. Truly, truly. 37. There's that number again. It's my favorite number. Well, anyway, CJ, here's the thing. Like, there were a lot of tangents in the last sequence. It was great, and it was charming because you're charming. Oh, oh, thanks. Listen, I only speak the truth. But now here is the thing. I think we need to call all of these ideas and all of these different things into something a little bit more tangible, a little bit more real, a little bit more grounded, a little bit more focused. I think... It's time for some ephemeral questions. So what you're saying is that it's ephemeral question time. It's Spider-Man for the third time. Say what worked. What did not. Did bullshit happen to move the plot? We'll see in ephemeral question time. We just had a fight and we argued sublime. Man, it's late at night. And this episode's not on time, but now we'll wrap it up in a bow with our large opinions in tow. Thanks for listening to the show. To the second half, we'll now go. Look out! It's a Bamaro question time! <laughs> Wait! <laughs> Wait, not only... <laughs> I'm dead. Not only was that one of your best songs, that was fucking... A brilliant performance. Thank you. Thank you. You forgot to press record, didn't you? No, no, no. We're recording. I have it. I have oh, it. Yeah, God. it's good. Thank Could God. you imagine? Could you imagine? Because like, that's the, that's why you're complimenting me to just, no. you know, because. No, you know, let me no, no, no. Easy. Ooh, ooh, ooh. I mean, everyone knew that that was the song that was coming, though. I mean, everybody knew that. I didn't. You didn't? <laughs> I didn't. I didn't. Oh I, I genuinely thought you were going to do a, something related to the film score. I didn't know you were going to give me classic Spider-Man theme. Oh, dude. That's what old people do. You're not old. I'm old now. You're not old. You're, you're, like, you're like five, six, seven years older than me. You're not old. Five, six, seven years. Okay. Okay. How old am I going? I'm sorry. C- CJ, I'm what, sorry. Worked? what worked? What worked? <laughs> what worked okay. about this movie for you? Okay, well, there's so many things that work for me about the movie. Let's start with the music. Great score. Michael fucking Giacchino. Giacchino? Giacchino. 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 Holy crap. 
No one of my favorite, spell it. one of my favorite composers. The guy is fantastic. The way that he starts off Avengers Tower in the major key, then he moves down and then tombs with the minor key. Uh, using the classic Spider-Man intro in the, the MCU titles. I mean, my gosh, so cool. So much fun. Uh, another thing that really fucking worked for me was that this movie, again, like it's on the fringes of the MCU, yet so many wonderful MCU references, mm-hmm. right? Like it, it totally is like an outsider's perspective of what's going on in the MCU, all the way from, you know, starting in the fucking... Uh, Grand Central Station where that Leviathan flew in, you know, where Hulk punched Thor out. And then later in the bank, like Peter makes Thor punch Hulk back again, those robbers, right? Like all the Triskelion cleanup to talking about the incident in Lagos. Like all of this tech is Chitauri tech. It's Ultron tech. You know, it's, it's just fantastic. And, and, and the third thing that, you know, like really, really, really worked for me was this is a movie about high school kids. Yeah. You know, like, but yet ingrained in the MCU when they're in that that history or civics class, whatever it is, and they're like, you're the Sokovia Accords. And it's like, yeah, of course. Like, of course they would be talking about that. Of course Captain America would be doing the fitness video. Like, everything about this movie is just so genuine and so authentic and so wonderfully high school. Like, I just love, love, love watching this film because it's just so god darn fun. It's, it's fun. It's super charming. You know? And like, like of course, uh, what's her butt? Uh, FFM kill, right? When she would like, she'd F Thor, she'd marry Iron Man and she'd kill Hulk. She'd kill Hulk. Cause he's, she's from New York and Hulk ruined New York. Okay. What worked for you? Um, Tom Holland is perfection. He can do no wrong. I want, I want Tom Holland under my Christmas tree. Like Tom Holland <laughs> is perfect. He's so fucking good. Great yeah. actor. Great performance. Yep. Um, and he's created such a magnetic Peter Parker, you know? Mm-hmm. And yeah. again, like I said, how these connects to the later movies, like we have to love this Peter so much yep. so we can mourn him later. Right. And he just, he just amps up the lovability factor. He, and he's so good. And then he really like, just you, you celebrate him embracing his inner hero at the end. Do you know what I mean? Oh no, totally. And know, enough to know that he doesn't, he, that he just wants to be low key, you know, again, yeah. like on the outskirts, like yeah. I just like chill in Queens, you know, until you need me. In a yeah. Years. But he rises to the occasion. Yeah. Oh, it's so good. It's so, so good. Tom, but yeah, Tom he's, Holland. yeah, he's my one British. Of course he's British. Of course. Right? Well, he was a Billy Elliot. Was he really? He was a Billy Elliot. Yes. He is a dancer. Damn son. Yeah. No, he's fantastic. So yeah. talented. Uh, I think I think there's going to be a lot of fantastic Tom Holland performances to talk about for quite some time. Oh yeah, no, thanks, thank God for that. I think he's so good. Um, what didn't work about this movie for you? Yeah, I touched on it a little bit. There's some screenwriting issues in this film um, as it relates to the greater MCU. Tony Stark would not leave this kid that suit mm. coming off of Civil War. It's not eight years later. What the actual fuck? Uh, and then how does Toombs know about Happy's flight? What a great question. How does he know? How does, how does the tinkerer know? Right? Because he keeps talking about the anti-grav. Yeah. 
great, like great buildup, like great mystery, great suspense, but it doesn't make any fucking sense. Yeah. There's some screenwriting issues. The, the dialogue is good, mm-hmm. right? Like I have no problem with the dialogue. But you buy it. You buy it completely. Yeah, 100%. Um, and, you know, like, like, like I touched on, like all of the great high school stuff that goes on in this film. Um, but yeah, there's some real issues. The eight years later, uh, Tony Stark giving the kid the suit coming off the Civil War and Happy's flight. And, and the inappropriate gift thing is something that's going to play into the next movie, too. They do it again. In, in Infinity War? No, no, no. In um, Far From Home. Next? Oh, the next Spider-Man movie. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Again, a gift yeah. that Tony wouldn't, shouldn't give to Peter that causes yeah. a problem. Big yeah, picture. Tony knows better. Yeah. Tony, Tony Stark, by this point, knows better. Yeah. yeah. Uh, also, the final screenwriting thing that I would like to do, thank you for leading me brilliantly into that, is Tony Stark. Happy's been holding on to this ring since 2008. The events of Iron Man took place in 2010. Tony wasn't ready for that, even then. Even then, no. And that's actually a a plot point. Yeah. Was that a meta joke? I think that was for us. Right. Was that for us? Because Iron Man came out in 2008, even though it took place in 2010. Anyway. Yeah, I think that was for us. Yeah, I'd love to hear, because as usual, I've covered all of the most salient points that didn't work. What didn't work for you? You know what? Honestly, I'll tell you, there's two things that didn't work for me about this movie. Um, the timeline is one of them. Uh, and you you what touched like on me, it. Would you like me to ask you what the other one is? Uh, no, no, no. You don't have to ask me. I'll volunteer okay. it. Great. As far as what this movie sets out to do, it does it very, very well. That said, that said, there is a world where we don't need Peter in the greater MCU. And I think the movie spends a lot of time and energy sort of asserting Peter's relevance and asserting plot threads that will make and keep Peter continuously relevant going forward. I I think that the incorporation of Peter Parker into the MCU as a concept may be unnecessary because I feel like a lot of the film is devoted to sort of just making that a thing to make it a thing. You know what I mean? It's kind of like almost in the same way Captain Marvel, it's like, oh, cool. Like you're just kind of throwing this character in because it's awesome. You can do this entire rest of this series without this character. Now, they did a way better job making him relevant than they did with Captain Marvel. But there's a shoehorny aspect about this movie that this movie asks you to just forgive. Uh... And it earns that forgiveness by being such a well-executed movie. But there's something a little bit shoehorny about Peter Parker right now. And it's fine. And we can address that. Yeah, you must be out of your goddamn mind. (laughs) I understand that the world is like about to be erased. Half of it is about to be erased. But if we don't have Peter Parker, where are the stakes for Tony? Pepper. You said it yourself that the fit, that the creating that parental relationship is really important for Tony. 
It informs his character, yeah, but like also you could just make it pepper, like it usually it is. is. But we but we made pepper, we made it pepper already in Iron Man three. Yeah. So we can't do it again. You can. I mean you could, but you, you can. Shouldn't. And the thing is, it's the advent of, of this character that forces Tony to do things Tony we know wouldn't normally do because movie. And that's weird. Yeah. It is a little weird. I'm not um, saying I don't I, like I don't, it. I'm just yeah, saying it's no. Weird. I, yeah, I I don't think that I necessarily agree with what you're okay. saying. Oh, that's fine. Um, yeah, but I don't. I don't know that I have the argument against which is weird. Mm. Because yeah. you make you make a very salient point. Thank you. Yeah, but that's twice in three minutes that I've used the word salient. I appreciate that, but like, yeah. I feel like I earned it. <laughs> As the, per usual. As per usual. Does this movie make your Desert Island top five? Um, mm, uh, n- no. Mm. It doesn't. It's really good. It's really fun. It's kind of rompy. Um, but at the end of the day, I think that it's not the strongest MCU entrance. Um. It's not among the strongest. And also, like, there's a lot of Spider-Man that that came before. And it's all just sort of the same. A little different, right? Because we don't have the origin. And, like, this is, like, focusing on, like, Peter as a person. Um, It's not, like, so clearly that it's MJ, right? It's Liz, a different character. Mm Mm-hmm. I love all the MCU references. I just think that like, if I'm reaching for a film, there's a lot, there's, there are many more movies that I'm reaching for before I return to homecoming. I feel that. You know what I, I feel mean? That. Yeah. Yeah. I do. Um, taking nothing away from the movie. It's so great. It's a very good movie. It's a very good movie, but yeah. that's what it is. It's a very good movie. Yeah. It's not a great movie. Yeah. Does it make your desert isle? No, it, it doesn't. It doesn't. Um, you know, but neither does Mulholland Drive, which I also love. There's a lot of movies that I love yeah. that just love don't Mulholland make the desert on top of. I know it's so fucking weird. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. No. Good and movie. this, but this is usually when something doesn't make my desert on top five, it's like, meh, boo. But like this one isn't a boo. I like this movie a lot. It's just, yeah. I don't need it. I don't know. I don't need it. Like no, I like I like that it exists, and I like that it's in. The it's MCU. very good. It's very very yeah. good. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Okay, are you ready? We're like apologizing for it. So I know. Tom, we're sorry. Sorry. We love you, Michael. Uh, our bad, Michael Keaton. Um, Michael Keaton. Yeah, yeah. Or Jakino, because that score is fire. Jakino. Yeah. You know he did the music from Lost, right? Two Lost. Four Lost. Fuck, fuck Lost. Ah! <laughs> All right. Here's the random question. Random bonus question. You ready? Random bonus question time. New song. All right. 10 seconds. Rank your Spideys. Go. Tom, Toby, Andrew. Is that ascending one, two, or three. descending order? Oh, one, two, three. One, two, three. Bye. <laughs> Okay, that's okay. that's a solid lineup. That's a solid, yep. solid lineup. Yep. Yours, I think, is Tom Andrew Toby. It is. Yeah. I don't like Toby Maguire's Spider-Man. That's okay. And I especially don't like part three. Yikes. 
Oh, part three is bad, but I like Tobey Maguire as Peter Parker. Yeah, but his Spider-Man is boo. Yeah, but I like it better than Andrew Garfield's. Really? Although I love, I love that Flash talks about Branzino in this <laughs> film. I think Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man is better. I just think his movies are shittier. It's bland. Yeah, it's very bland. Yeah. But Sally sure. Field is Aunt May. What a success. Marissa Toe Aunt May. <laughs> she's so good she's so good what's funny well, is they it. what the fuck yeah well, what's funny is uh they put the glasses on her when they want to like hag her up a little bit yeah, yeah. she's the most beautiful i may have ever seen give her some wisdom tony yeah. wants to bone her like tony is all about that aunt may oh yeah but then they make it a happy relationship which is so sweet very sweet yeah. But we've gotten ahead of ourselves and everyone else. Way ahead of ourselves. All right. Special award time. It's time for the special award. My special award <laughs> is <laughs> the John Hughes Would Be Proud Award. Oh, okay. These, the 80s movies with John Hughes, Ferris Bueller, Breakfast Club, 16 Candles, right? The way that they pay homage homage to, to all these films right like the like uh uh watts made all the cast watch those movies right there's like mm. the blatant ferris bueller's day off reference going through the burbs i love it they like just be like right before you realize what you're watching they show you the, the movie on the big screen mm-hmm. uh him taking flash's car and ruining it obviously you know that's him taking cameron's car uh mj being in detention because she had nothing better to do. Ali Sheedy's character in The Breakfast Club. Yeah. Once babysat Ali Sheedy's kids. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. The way that they nail high school is just, it's John Hughes would be proud-esque. Okay. Okay. That's, I love that. That's my special award this evening. And now it's time for yours. My special award is the What a Twist Award. Like a barbershop in Skokie, Illinois. Is it that good? It's that good. Wow, it's Kaiser Soze good. Holy <laughs> crap. Uh, okay. No, because he gives us. Let me word this in a, in a dynamic and exciting way. The first big twist is that Toombs is Liz's dad, right? Yep. What a twist. It's very, very what exciting. Twist. And they have this whole thing. And then Michelle says, you can call me MJ. Boom. And and you freak out because it's so obviously not Mary J. Watson, but like you got to give Spidey an MJ. Yeah, for sure. For sure. What a twist. And then. And then. Aunt May is in on it from the jump. Oh, she's not in on it from the jump. But I mean, you know what I mean? Like they end the movie. Oh, from the end of the movie with Aunt May knowing. Yeah. 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 They just like, and they, they took the reveal away. They're like, mm-hmm. and, and then Aunt May found out. Yeah. I think you missed it. Uh, what a twist though. I missed the twist. Peter Parker is going to join the Avengers. And then, and then he, he doesn't. doesn't. And then he doesn't. Yeah. No, that is, that is a good one. That is a good one. But I feel like the writing kind of guides you there. Oh, so you call me stupid? I'm not. I'm just saying, like, he, like, I, I, I saw that part coming. I saw it coming. <laughs> like, 
Okay. But it is a twist. Okay. It functions as a twist, and I respect functions it. Functions as a twist. Yes, a functional twist. A functional twist. <laughs> it's my memoir. <laughs> um, is this film an icon or a Y-Con? I think it's a Y-Con. Oh. What a twist. What a twist. Yeah, <laughs> I think it's a Y-Con. I think that it's not good enough to be an icon. I think that it's just a fun movie. You know what it is? It's, it's fucking, um, there were two John Cusack movies in the eighties. There was better off dead. And there was, what was the other one? Say anything. Say anything. Yeah. With the fucking boom box. Everybody knows that movie. Yeah. This is better off dead. Got it. You know what I mean? What a great reference. It's just, it's just a fun movie. You put it on, I'll watch it. It's really good, yeah. It's really good, but like for the functional twist of this show, like it's not an icon. It's simply good. Yeah. And I like it. But it's it doesn't it doesn't fit the mold. The same. Not, yeah. Same. I, I agree. It it's a Y-Con. But not in a negative way. It's just like no, it's no just like way. not. It's not an iconic movie. It it succeeds at so many things. It's just not a truly iconic film. Yeah. That said, I think oh, I'm getting way ahead of myself here. Oh boy. But where this movie succeeds is that it makes you buy Mr. Stark. I feel funny. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's yeah, yeah, the yeah, iconic yeah. moment that they set up, but it's a whole movie setting up to that one line. Yeah. So it's a Y-Con, but it's, it's sure. very, we keep apologizing for our opinion. This whole show is our opinions. Why are we apologizing? Yeah. Cause the movie is actually very good and we like no, it. No, but it's cause we're apologizing to Tom and Michael. Yeah. Yeah. Both Michaels. No. Yeah. Yeah. Chikino. Yes. There should be a game where like, you know, Yahtzee where you scream Chikino. I don't know. I don't know about that, but maybe, I mean, what are the rules? I'm sure that they're better than the rules at Dixit. Listen, I will not have you sully Dixit's good name on this show. You know, I love Dixit. I, I fucking bought you I an expansion you pack. Cause I love Dixit. <laughs> sure did. <laughs> God, that wasn't my wedding present. If that was my wedding present, then we would have had issues. <laughs> Dixit. Oh my gosh. Well, this was fun, CJ. I feel like we thoroughly did this film. Yeah. And I'm so curious. I'm so curious what's next in the Lerorder. Well, okay. So a lot of people would say that you need to go to Doctor Strange next. Mm -hmm. A lot of people people say Black Widow. A lot of people would be wrong. Mm -hmm. Because the next film in the Lerorder. We're going back to space. Guardians of the Galaxy, part duh. At last. I like this movie a lot. I like the Guardians movies a lot. Guardians are good. We haven't seen them um, in one, two, three, four, five movies now. So we have to go and reconnect with them. We have to see what they're up to, right? Because the Mm. MCU takes place in Earth. The MCU takes place in space. Gotta go back yeah, to space. This and this is when phase three gets a little bit messy because there's so many movies in the back end of it. Yeah, for sure. For sure. But I think that this way to watch 
gets you where you need to be. Okay. Okay. Listen, the LaRoyder hasn't steered me in a wrong direction yet. And so I I stand the LaRoyder. Yeah. Let's talk about Black Widow. Yeah. It comes after Civil War and leads into Scarlet Joe wearing that vest. It leads into Endgame. Infinity War. Infinity War. It leads into Infinity War, yeah. Yeah, for sure. But it's not part of the LaRoyder. Because you're con- you're counting it as a phase four. I'm counting it as a phase four film. It is a phase four film. Because here's the thing. It happens right after Civil War. So you'd have to put it right after Civil War. Right? Yeah. But it leads into Infinity War. And there's like three or four movies in between that. Mm-hmm. Now, conceivably, you could put it. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, conceivably, you could put it after Guardians 2. But I'm going to tell you this. I'm going to tell you this. Uh huh. I think you need to go with your instinct that Black Widow is an outlier in this scenario. I think it's an outlier because you Black Widow is an outlier because like could we, put it after I, Guardians 2, but then that that kills the like straight momentum that comes after guardians Two. it kills the momentum. And thus far the LaRoyder has not been inhibited by timeline. Right. Exactly. So, right. So if you were you to include it, it, it would just be like, because I'm, because now I'm going into timeline order. No, because now it's no fuck now. that. And, and because you've been prioritizing post-credit sequence leading to the next movie, the post-credit yeah. sequence in black widow does not lead to anything in phase three doesn't lead to anything it, it leads it, it in fact it was supposed to reveal what's her butt val yeah but then they gave us that in the disney plus so yeah it's official folks october the 19th black widow is not part of the order for the mcu as it stands today there it is on we go onward All right, CJ, I'm glad we had this discussion. I'm looking forward to next week. Um, And uh, always a pleasure. I I say the same most times. Most Most times. times. But uh, for Icon or Ycon, I am CJ LaRoche. And I am Andrew David Sotomayor. And we will MCU. Next time. Next time. (laughs) 